on this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. If you haven't been doing what we've said so far and you're in this situation, just start doing what we're telling you now so that hopefully when it comes time to apply for Medicaid, we don't have any big red flags waving and they get the care that they need. You're not out the money Mm -hmm. and everything's pretty good. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast and YouTube channel. And I am Todd Watley. And as always, I'm very, very thankful that you are joining us and I hope you're learning a lot of stuff from it. And when I say us, I am including my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hello, Todd Watley. And welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our wonderful podcast that gives you all the answers that you were looking for as you age or as your loved one ages. And we do greatly appreciate you sharing the podcast. We also appreciate you applying the information that you learned from our podcast to your real life situations. Today is going to be a really helpful podcast episode that you're going to be really glad that you listen to, especially if you or your loved one is in the process of applying for Medicaid to pay for care, or if you're headed in that direction. See it in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so as always, we try to base topics for the podcast on things that we see in the office and their real life issues going Mm -hmm. on. And one of the most common things is if people will come to see me early, I will tell them this and they're so thankful and it truly makes a difference. And if you're doing it now, you need to understand this is a problem. It, Mm -hmm. it, It just makes total sense to you, but it can cause a problem. And that is paying the expenses for a parent. Right. So a parent has gotten a little disabled. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to to go to the store, to go to the grocery store, to go buy clothes. And how do you, how do you do that? If you go buy things for them, Mm -hmm. how should you handle that? How do you do it now? Which Mm -hmm. is probably wrong. And then how should you do it? And it will make your life a whole lot easier. It will. And so when we talk about this, we do realize because like Todd said, this is a very relevant topic with so many of the clients in the office is that it's your turn to step up to the plate to help take care of mom or dad or maybe both. Mm -hmm. And they took care of you. They raised you. They Mm -hmm. paid for your stuff. They are retired now on a fixed income. You are probably working full time or in a better Mm -hmm. financial situation than they are. And so it just makes like logical sense to go ahead and foot the bill for mom or dad's stuff. Well, 
<laughs> but sometimes the parents are like, no, 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 no. I'll right. pay for it. Right. But then how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So what, what people end up doing is they will go to the, the kids will go to the store mm-hmm. and they'll buy things that are on mom and dad's list and they'll buy a few things on their list since they're there and then go through the checkout, pay for it all and then go back home and go go through the list and say, okay, if you insist on paying, Mm -hmm. there's this and this and this plus tax, you owe us X number of dollars. And mom and dad write you a check Mm -hmm. and you deposit it into your account. And that just makes sense. That's that's just what you do. Well, (laughs) it does until it comes time to look at qualifying for Medicaid. And whenever, just understand that whenever you go to apply for Medicaid, the state has to look at a certain number of months or sometimes years of bank statements. It can go five years. Yeah. And so when the bank statements show a check written to a person, especially when it's a family member, All these red flags go up and mm-hmm. it delays the process of getting approved. You got to backtrack and, and justify what mm-hmm. those expenses were to show Medicaid that this check was not a gift. It was reimbursing mm-hmm. daughter or son or caregiver. And that's sometimes really hard to prove because you've already divvied out the receipt. You probably mm-hmm. don't have it anymore. Probably just threw it away. And yeah. how can you truly prove that, you know, this chicken noodle soup and this laundry detergent was used for mom and not the family? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, I just had a thought. It, well, my thought just left me. While yeah. you're thinking about okay. that, um, another thing that we see time and time again is when mom or dad move in with the caregiver. There is no rental agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of expenses that the caregiver fronts mm-hmm. or or just covers with maybe the intention to eventually get reimbursed, but mm-hmm. maybe that's not the intention at all for the caregiver, but over time it becomes to be like thousands of dollars and then it's time to be applying for Medicaid for a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And the first question out of the kid's mouth says, well, we've been fronting mom or dad's bills. They haven't been paying us rent. Mm-hmm. Can we get some back pay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the solution there? Yeah. And I just remembered what I was going to say. Sarah said this, but I want to be very clear, is that a check written to a person, and particularly a f- family member is presumed to be a gift mm-hmm. okay and the new I say new since 2006 I practiced before 2006 and and saw this change come into play and I can't believe it's been so many years but anyway um, a a check written to a child is presumed to be a gift and once they see those they will ask for five years worth of bank statements mm-hmm. and they can go back over those five years and add up every one of those checks yeah. and come up with the total and then you will be disqualified from Medicaid paying for your nursing home for the length of time that all of those gifts added up would have paid for the nursing home. Yeah. And so if it's ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, that could be three or four months mm-hmm. at six, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars per month. That's a chunk of change that someone's got to pay for. Right. And that penalty doesn't start until the parent is broke. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing people don't understand. And and so 
please understand a check written from a person either now applying or will apply for Medicaid is assumed to be a gift until you can prove otherwise. And if you can't prove otherwise, it's a problem. It's a gift. So many times, like you just said, the parent moves in with the child and being the good child that you are, you're not going to charge your parent rent. But then when they go into the nursing home and they have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and you're being told you won't qualify for Medicaid until you spend that forty thousand dollars on the nursing home. The kids are like, "Wait a second, yeah, is there any way we can give that money to me because I never charged them rent?" Mm-hmm. Well, the answer at that point is no, right. um, in most states, but you can if you're proactive. Sure. Okay. So, it's, so mm-hmm. two things: rent and expenses, and so when the parent moves into your home create if if you want them to pay rent which they should and and that just makes sense but you you have to do it based on a contract yes do a legitimate legal contract i recommend you go to an attorney but you can probably find a rental contract online and just lay it out date it both of you sign it and say mom's going to pay eight hundred dollars a month and that is for rent or utilities or just whatever that it is. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to charge more as a caregiver, mm-hmm. you can do that, but it just has to be in writing. Right. And I would encourage the listeners, if you are the one that's providing the care and it's the plan or, or you anticipate being paid for those caregiving services, just like with the rental situation, have a contract drawn up. Mm-hmm. This is the agreed upon amount per hour or per week. Make it comparable to what a professional agency would charge. Mm-hmm. Because if if you under underestimate how much it's going to be worth for you, you're going to quickly learn that you probably deserve a little, you know, a few more dollars than what y'all agreed upon. Yeah. So do a little bit of research. Get some pricing options for um, your local caregiving agencies and make it comparable mm-hmm. and then go from there. You know, if if you start out doing maybe 10 or 15 hours a week at 30 bucks an hour and mom or dad start to decline and you're providing more and more care or you have to quit your job. Mm-hmm redo the contract, make an adjustment, Mm -hmm. but have it in writing so that when you do go to apply for Medicaid, there's no question about what the check was for. And then I would also take it a step further and just encourage you to keep track of, okay, on April 26th, I provided three hours of personal care for mom doing meal prep, laundry, housekeeping, bathing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is you do. So that not no super question. detailed, you don't but, have to but go just into in general, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. say I did this and this and this today, yeah. and yeah. it took three hours. Mm-hmm. That's all Medicaid wants is some verification that mom's just not giving away money, right? And we did our radio show this morning, and our guest on the show was a home care agency representative. Mm-hmm. I was shocked by the price. I know it's gone up. Wow. 30 to 45 bucks an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to quit your job and stay home and care for mom and dad, just like Sarah said, search around, call around and ask how much Mm -hmm. they're charging. Get that in writing so that you can attach it to the contract to show on this date, 30, 40 bucks an hour is a legitimate price to pay for care. And 
you can do okay that way. Sure. But it's got to be in writing. So now, how do we handle expenses? Well, it might seem a little bit tedious, but I promise you, it's not going to be as tedious or stressful as having to go back for five years and look for receipts and justify the check that mom wrote you to reimburse you for groceries or personal care items. If you simply have two separate checkouts, one for you with your own debit card mm-hmm. and one for mom with her items with her own debit card. Exactly. No question. Medicaid will not question a direct debit charge to the grocery store, Walmart, mm-hmm. Kmart, Target, whatever. That just makes sense. Yeah. They will not question that. It's just absolutely above board and makes total sense. Yeah. And nobody's expected to live anywhere for free. Even mm-hmm. Medicaid doesn't expect you to do that. And so by having these separate transactions with your debit card for your stuff, mom's debit card for her stuff, and then the written contract for any care related services and living expenses. That's legit. They're not Mm going to question that. But if you have to backtrack and, you know, dig through all these records and try to come up with stuff just to get mom or dad on Medicaid, that it's, it's just trust us. Yeah. And the attorney that you hire to do that will probably charge more. Yeah. If they've got to go through and improve all of these checks written from mom to son, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge more, to yeah. be honest, because there's way more hours on that as opposed to if we just go through and see debits to Target and Walmart and the mm-hmm. grocery store and the, the gas station or whatever. And, you know, let mom pay for some of the gas, even though she doesn't drive, you're doing things for her and she should pay for one out of three tanks of gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Medicaid will not question that. Yeah. It's just, it, it will truly make your life so much easier. This is a very short podcast, but it's so important because we have to correct that. And I tell people, stop, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And if mom's going into the nursing home within the next year, right. we just know we've got four years of, and typically, let me just say this real quick. If you clean it up and typically in, in Arkansas, not in Oklahoma, but in Arkansas, they ask for three months worth of bank statements. Mm-hmm. And so we have told people, okay, stop doing what you're doing, start doing it this way and delay putting mom into the nursing home for three months right. so that we can show them three months worth of bank statements that don't have checks written from mom to son. And maybe we can get by with that. But in a state that requires five years, like Oklahoma, it's a mess. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a mess and you're going to have a lot of work to do. Your attorney's going to have a lot of work. The nursing home doing the application, whoever's doing the app is going to have a lot of work to do. And mm-hmm. so if you're caring for folks right now, take this to heart and please do what we tell you. Yeah. If you haven't been doing what we've said so far and you're in this situation, just start doing what we're telling you now so that hopefully when it comes time to apply for Medicaid, we don't have any big red flags waving and they get the care that they need. You're not out the money mm-hmm. and everything's pretty good. It just, it does make sense, mm-hmm. but just you've got to do the paperwork to show this government agency what you're doing. That's so, right. all right. I think this was our shortest one so Maybe. far, but it, it, it just came up in a phone call this week and I was like, th- or with a coaching client actually, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is a great podcast topic. So take this to heart. Please do it. Share this with other folks and join us next week. All right. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.